Welcome to the Rethink Podcast. I'm joined with uh, Megan. Hello. And Jericho. Hi. And Ashley. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> hey, Megan, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Well, hey, guys. Um, my name is Megan. I was on the last podcast, and I am the worship leader at Rethink. I'm also married to Mr. Bryant Ashton. Um, and yeah, we're super excited to be here talking uh, to and with y'all today. That's right. Jericho, could you introduce yourself? Well, hi, my name is Jericho, and I'm a, the youth pastor at Lafayette Community Church, and I'm married to a beautiful woman named Ashley Brown. Ashley needs no introduction, but Ashley, could you still introduce yourself? <laughs> yes. Um, I am Ashley Brown, and I'm a medical assistant at Physicians Medical Center, and sometimes I get the pleasure of playing keyboard for Rethink um, on their worship team. And uh, Jericho and Ashley are both on the leadership team, and uh, we're just all excited that we still get to be together as a community of Rethink through this season. We're not meeting physically anymore. We're doing this podcast. Yeah, Megan? And who are you? Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> My name is Bryant, and I am technically the leader of Rethink, and I'm just so excited to be joined by all these people as we try to spread the gospel to young adults in McMinnville. We're doing a podcast right now because we can't meet physically in person, but we still feel like uh, we need to keep the community going, keep the momentum going that we've got for this ministry. And we know God's going to continue to move through this season. And so that's why we're doing a podcast. That way we can all stay connected. After you're done listening to the podcast, then you know, talk to a friend, call them, text them, FaceTime them. I don't care. Just talk to them about questions, have them listen to the podcast. That way we can all continue to be challenged and grown and encouraged and keep the loving community of Christ that Rethink is going through this season. And right now, Megan and I are actually using Zoom to record this podcast with Jericho and Ashley. Yeah, yeah. so this, yeah. Is, this is our first time using Zoom, so it's pretty cool. Yep, so uh, please forgive any accidental background noises or any kind of audio glitches as we're figuring this all out. So thanks for joining us, uh, Jericho and Ashley. Yeah. Yeah, glad to be here. All right. Well, I wanted to give some of the latest news of the coronavirus shutdown for our church um, and for Rethink. It sounds like a lot of these sanctions are being extended all the way out to June. Have you guys heard anything about that? The only thing that I heard was that President Trump was extending like the stay home stuff until April 30th. But that was the only thing I've heard. Okay, so May, more May than June. Yeah, probably. Yeah, well, know. that's what we heard. Yeah, it was April 30th, but then there was another thing, not even like later in the day or something. He said it could be as late as June. Okay. So well, that's where that goes. Wow. But it's like officially through April 30th. Hey, how has all of this stuff affected you personally, Jericho? Well, it's affected me a lot. I haven't been able to go into work. Um, there's not really a whole lot I can do just currently working from home and kind of twiddling my thumbs a lot of the time because there's not a whole lot I can do at the church and I can't really go in and there's no reason to go in. So yeah. uh, Learning to go digital, right? Yeah. It's uh, been a new time for me trying to figure things out and trying to use social media to reach the kids. I'm more of a face-to-face kind of person. So yeah. 
Yeah, it's, it's been, been hard. A challenge and a learning curve too. What about you, Ashley? How has this been affecting you? Um, it's been pretty stressful just because since I'm a medical assistant, I am with sick people a lot at my job. And so it's been a little stressful because, you know, people will come in and they might be sick, but there's not very many tests we can do to check if they have coronavirus. So we don't really know how many of these people are actually coming in that have it, even if it's just like a mild case. Yeah. So it's been interesting. <laughs> yeah, that was really strange. Man, I think all that we can really do is pray that, you know, this this too shall pass, you know, and we can get back to regular life and the stress levels will go down. And, and even while we're in this season of, of stress and, and unsurety, is that a word? The unknown. The unknown. Uh, <laughs> through it, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah, all that to say is uh we're planning on we were planning on doing this podcast for just eight weeks but it seems like things could go on longer at this rate we'll just have to keep an eye we can't plan more than a few days ahead because it seems like every few days we get some new news new news something is changing yeah yeah. (laughs) and so uh we'll just be praying that you know we'll we'll be able to be effective even while we're in this season um, mm-hmm. Our goal for this season is that we will start to see that home is our first church. Yeah, yeah, I think that that's at this point that's a good a good way to look at it because the church building is not the church anyways; it's the people that go to the church. Yeah, that's so right. I think that's a good thing to keep in mind. Exactly, that's the thing is a lot of people just depend on Sunday mornings for all of their relationship with God and their their growth and their relationship with God. And so uh, we strongly believe that God is going to use this season to teach so many people about owning their faith, so to yeah. say. Um, and yeah. that home is your first church. If you're the, the dad of the home or you're a parent in the home, you're the pastor. Or the husband of the home. The husband. <laughs> you're the pastor of that household. Uh, if you live on your own, then this is a time for you to get serious about being self-sustaining in your faith. But we're real excited for what God's doing in this season, despite all of the stress and the craziness. Um, and so just be praying for each other, reach out to each other, ask each other how we're all doing. That way we can continue to be a supportive community, even when we're not getting to see each other physically. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Definitely. So speaking of that, uh, staying connected, what ideas do you guys have for staying connected with No Church or Rethink? Or what have you guys been doing? Just simply, I mean calling people, talking to people and, and, you know, uh, having that interaction and using things like Google meets or, uh, Instagram or zoom and, and trying to just keep ministering to people, keep uh, talking with people instead of, you know, just sitting here and doing nothing. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. That's so true. Uh, I mean, the gospel still needs to be spread and it still needs to go out and we still need to fellowship with one another. And even though we can't do it in person, we can still do it through media and it's a media age and that's how people communicate anyways. So that's right. Uh, yeah. This is honestly probably it's a difficult time for me because I suck at <laughs> at media. Like I suck at social like posting things on social media or like reaching out to people and like texting and all that kind of stuff. And that's really all that it's it comes down to right now. So this is definitely 
a challenging season for me to stay connected with people. And like, cause I really do, you know, I love all the people that I normally see weekly. You know, I love, I love all the people in my life. And so it's definitely a challenge for me to like, I have, I, in order for them to know that I need to, I need to reach out and I need to text them or call them or FaceTime or whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it was pretty funny. You know, I have the, the older youth pastors telling me, man, you need to get Instagram because I'm behind. So uh, it's been a new experience for me. <laughs> so, How long have I been telling you to do that? And then oh, yeah, just, just a few, <laughs> few times. So. How long did we tell him to get a smartphone in general? Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe it's a good thing you got that smartphone when you did for this season when you're having to try to communicate yeah. with students in new ways. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it's a learning curve, but I'll figure it out. Yep. <laughs> Got plenty of time too, right? <laughs> yeah. At this point. Yeah. Yep. So just to keep the vision going, we're still going to meet at seven on Monday nights. It just won't be at the church. It's going to be all over the internet or phone calls or the radio, and it's going to be initiated by you. So we want everyone to listen to the podcast together or separately. And then talk about the questions at the end. That's how this ministry is still going to be used by God. Uh, just to check up on everyone, to keep each other accountable in our relationship with God. And, and we think this is, this is a really beautiful opportunity for God to teach people new things. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we're going to be going through the book of Ephesians uh, for the time being. And you know what's real interesting is that Paul wrote this book from prison. Well, last week we couldn't figure out if this was during the time period that he was under house arrest in Rome, which can be read about in Acts, or if this was written from when he was locked away in prison, uh, mostly separated from the outside world. But either way, how similar is that to the situation <laughs> we are in now? Well, we obviously can't go and do anything <laughs> at yeah. the moment. So we're kind of, I mean, we're not necessarily in house arrest but technically at the same time we kind of are because we're not supposed to go and do things you know we have to stay at home except you know for people who are in healthcare or like people that are bringing food to stores and things like that but for the most part we can't go out of our houses to do anything yeah yeah to uh this just kind of popped in my mind of like how Paul's writing these letters and obviously it's the inspired word of God. And so it's, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> of course it's going to go and like reach out and like speak to a ton, a ton of people. It's in the Bible. Um, but I was thinking like even how in isolation, God, he can speak and he can use our words. And I was mm -hmm. even thinking like for those of, of us who are musicians or um, whatever, but like how God could give us, you know, songs um, in this time that could really be beneficial for the church. And, you know, who knows, who knows what could come out of this time in isolation. Like, I think that I think like, oh, I'm isolated. I'm alone. Like, you know, no, I'm not around anybody. Like, but how God can really use and shape this time of isolation and, uh, be able to speak and, and use us through this time. I think yeah. that at best when he was in isolation and he said, that he was a prisoner in chains for the Lord, and he continued to boldly preach the gospel. And I agree with everything that you guys are saying. We shouldn't see this necessarily as a season of drought or despair, but a time when we can 
show the world the hope that we have in Christ because the world is so afraid right now because the world doesn't have hope in Christ like we do. And so we have an opportunity to share that hope with people. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And Paul is just using what he had in that day. And, uh, you know, we are to do the same. And uh, it's amazing to be able to do this. So, And imagine how much, like, he didn't have social media, (laughs) obviously. So, you know, imagine, like, how much we could share with people like even the friends that we have on Facebook who aren't Christians or maybe were at one time but kind of like stepped away from their faith and just like posting you know encouraging bible verses or I've been trying to like when I read a story lately um that really speaks to me I've been trying to post it on Facebook and like explain why it like speaks to me and you know they're seeing all of that yes. so we're still reaching them so let's keep that mindset. Let's boldly preach the gospel, even from our houses. Moving on now to uh, a new segment here. Um, we wanted to share some good news that mostly doesn't have to do with the stinking coronavirus. So Ashley, I think you've got something for us, right? <laughs> yes. So in trying to find a good news story, um, I looked at Caleb's website. And they actually got this from CBS and it's about Disneyland because it had to be shut down. And so YouTube is offering virtual rides on major Disney or Universal Studio attractions. And I have lots of friends who are big Disney fans. <laughs> so this might be something that they would they would do. But there's a lot of different things on there. Isn't That's it? different rides. The world that we live in now, <laughs> all the virtual reality and stuff. I don't know. I've yeah. seen some videos though where people are playing the v- virtual reality, doing a roller coaster or something, and they start spazzing out, falling over and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's yep. a weird feeling. Yep, that'd be yeah. pretty crazy. I mean, they even have Splash Mountain on here. <laughs> what <laughs> in the world? How do you do that? Virtually? You have like a spray bottle spritzing <laughs> yeah, you, you or something? <laughs> yes. yeah. I don't know. Do you think that you could see yourself uh, watching a uh, roller coaster YouTube video? I mean, I hope not. It would be it'd be tempting. It would be. <laughs> Gotta have something to do, right? Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I'm thinking is you never know how far this is going to go, how bored we're going to get. Might watch every video on YouTube. <laughs> hey, I've, ne- I've never been to Disneyland, so this might be my way to, to check it out for <laughs> free. It. Hey, yeah. Do you have to pay for a ticket to do this? Yeah, it's same um, everything, yeah. too. <laughs> I'm going to say no. I'd hope not. <laughs> well, that's some good news. Thank you, Ashley. You're welcome. <laughs> to mute a little bit and bring something that, uh, Maybe that'll really encourage someone who just wanted to know what it was like to go on a Disneyland ride. (laughs) (laughs) Give them a little hope. Yeah. Uh, And then also, Megan has been doing a lot of craft lately, and uh, she has gone out on a couple new ventures that she wanted to share with us. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, this segment is called Crafts with Megan. (laughs) Um, no, yeah, I have been, I, you know, I'm just trying to find things to do and like learn new skills and whatnot. So I learned to break, to break, to break bread, uh, to bake, um, to bake some bread. We just made, um, yesterday we made, uh, our own like pizzas for like pizza dough also made like hamburger buns a couple days before that. So it's been kind of 
It's been fun. I'm Both learning. of them were very tasty. I appreciated this craft. Yes. <laughs> Brian's <laughs> very happy about this new venture of mine. No, and I, yeah, no, I've just been doing a lot of like homemaking stuff. I made some laundry detergent. I made some dishwasher tabs. I'm just doing all of them crafty things to keep me busy. <laughs> it's good that you're doing productive things, you know? It's very easy to just watch TV all day. Yeah. No thanks. offense to anyone, mm-hmm. including myself. But uh, yeah, that's really awesome. Sweet. Are you good? I'm good. All right. <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and dive into our scripture today. Uh, Jericho, could you pray for this time? Yeah. Dearly Father, Lord, we just uh, thank you for this time, God, that we get to look at your word. And I uh, Lord, we pray that your word would speak to us. And as we read, God, we would have our eyes open and our ears opened as well, Lord. And we would uh, just gain from your word today as we read it, Lord. And even though we can't be together physically, God, we can uh, still fellowship with one another, Lord, and still be challenged and still um, be motivated by your word, God. And I pray that uh, as we read, that is what will happen. Father, and uh, we just thank you for this time. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. So go ahead and open up your Bible to Ephesians chapter with us, and then uh, we can start reading. Hey, Megan, you want to just... Yeah, Ephesians chapter 3, starting in verse 1. For this reason I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the sake of you Gentiles, surely you have heard about the administration of God's grace that was given to me for you, that is, the mystery made known to me by revelation, as I have already written briefly. In reading this, then you will be able to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to people in other generations, as it has now been revealed by the Spirit of God's holy apostles and prophets. This mystery is that through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together of one body, and sharers together in the promise in Christ Jesus. Do we have any thoughts on that section? You know, I think it's just amazing that that he talks about it as, you know, just this secret that's getting ready to be revealed and that has been revealed through Jesus. And uh, Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I love that too. That's awesome. I think it's amazing too, though, to think about, you know, this whole time, you know, that the Israelites were where God's chosen people and God chose them and works through them the whole time. But sometimes I think about, you know, they were called to be a light to the other nations. And sometimes I think we forget that, mm-hmm. that the whole time the Israelites were meant to be a light to the, the other nations, uh, teaching them uh, about God, showing them how to have a relationship with God. And it's just kind of an amazing thing. And, you know, it comes to fruition uh, here when, when, Paul is talking to the Gentiles and telling them that through Jesus, he can have, they can have a relationship with them too. Yeah. I love how it talks about, you know, this is like a mystery that for generations was not revealed to the Israelites. It was not revealed to God's people that, oh, this, uh, you know, this is for the Gentiles also. Like, uh, I think that that's, that is crazy. And because it was always, like you said, it was always about the Israelites and building up like God's people and, and yes, so that they can look more like, um, they can be godly, they can be righteous, uh, and be examples in the world. 
Um, but for some reason, it never clicked for them that that, like, it was it was kept a mystery for so long that it was so that other people would come to know God. When God called Abraham to be the father of the nation, that they would be blessed so they can be a blessing. That's exactly what it's talking about right there. They'd be blessed, be God's chosen blessed people so that they can be a blessing to the world. And through them, through the line of Abraham, Jesus came. That's how they were the biggest blessing to us all. And in, in the book of Isaiah, it talks about them being a light to other nations. And it's kind of cool to see that all come to a head, you know, because of Jesus Christ and it opening up truly to the Gentiles. and Brings new meaning to when Jesus said, I am the light. Yeah. Uh, Megan, you want to keep reading? I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given me through the working of his power. Although I am less than the least of all the Lord's people, this grace was given me to preach to the Gentiles the boundless riches of Christ and to make plain to, every, to everyone the administration of this mystery, which for ages past was kept hidden in God who created all things. His intent was that now through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms according to his eternal purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus, our Lord. In him and through him, through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. I ask you, therefore, not to be discouraged because of my sufferings for you, which are your glory. Ashley, how did that uh, chunk right there impact you? Um, I was kind of looking at verse 12, where it says, In him and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. Yes. You know. For me, that is very important because a lot of things that I do or a lot of areas in my life I am not confident in and I don't feel like I have a lot of freedom. So reading that, that, you know, in him and through faith in him, we can approach God and have freedom and confidence is really important to me because that's something that I always struggle with and I don't need to because as a Christian, I can go to God and I can approach him and be free and confident and not have to worry about what people think of me or anything like that. I can just come and be totally confident and open with him about anything. And I think that's, that's an important thing to remember is that if you're a Christian and you have faith in him, you can approach God and not have to worry about things like that. And you can be yourself and confident all the time. When, when I read that and I think of that, I think of uh, Jesus with the woman at the well. And, you know, this, when she's talking about, you know, the Jews say we should worship, you know, in Jerusalem at the temple, and we say we should worship at the mountain, and, and, and Jesus tells her, you know, it's those that are going to worship in spirit and in truth, and uh, yeah. we have that freedom now to worship God wherever, it doesn't matter, and uh, that freedom and confidence in Him. All right, you want to go ahead and finish the chapter off now? Yes. Starting in verse 14, for this reason, I kneel before the father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit and in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church 
and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. That was a really, that's actually a prayer there. It's a very, very powerful Oh yeah. whole section. Um, what do you guys, what's your thoughts after hearing that? I love that to know um, this love that surpasses knowledge. Cause I think we all have like a basic understanding of love, but like his love is so deep. His love is so wide. It's so high, long, you know, uh, that surpasses even our, our understanding or our comp, how we can't even comprehend it. You know, it's, surp- it surpasses all of that. Um, which is such a powerful truth. And, and, and even the whole, like being rooted and established in that love and that kind of yeah. love. Um, so that's what gives us confidence in, in whatever too, um, when we are established in that love. Yeah. And I think it's important that we pray that for each other as well as, as Paul prayed that for the people in Ephesus and, um, pray for that understanding. One of my favorite, uh, verses that I tell everybody to pray like this and it comes up in my, in my prayers a lot is verse 20. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. He is like knowing that God is able, like he is able to do immeasurable, like so much more than what we can ever ask and what we could ever imagine or dream up or, you know, bring to him. He is so able. Um, and then it's also, it's his power that is working, that is working in us. That just kind of brings it back into he's working in us and through us. And he wants to, it's like, a brings that back to the relationship, I feel like. And just right after that verse too, I love how it says, throughout all generations, forever and ever. This is an unending thing that didn't go away at some point. It's still, all the promises that we read here are still true to us today. And and that that's one of my favorite things that probably my favorite thing about scripture is we read these promises and they're eternal. Yeah. God's promises don't end. They don't expire and they're all yeah. for us today. And so that's very encouraging to remember that any, anything else to add for that guys? Okay. This whole se- uh, section of scripture is like one of my favorites. So yeah, I feel like every other word, I'm like all about it. But even after the, to know this love that surpasses knowledge, this is in verse 19, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Like, how cool is that? Like, what does that look like in to be filled with all the fullness of God? You know, I think that we have like momentary, like we have moments of being filled by God, but Bryant says a lot regarding leadership and vision, like we are, and we are buckets with holes in them. And we just like, we leak <laughs> and we need to be filled again. I didn't come up with that. But. <laughs> but you say it all the time. Yeah. So yeah, like how it's God's desire um, that to fill us with his love overflowing, that we are fully filled with all of his fullness. Consistently. Yeah. Because yeah. if we're filled, I mean, there's no, there's no space for anything else. And, and that's what we need to remember is everything we do, everything we're about, we need to be filled with the spirit. We need to be filled with God's love. And uh, it's beyond our comprehension, beyond our understanding, as it says. And so uh, we must just continue to fill ourselves up and surround us, surround ourselves by those things. That's important for our personal walk with Christ. That's right. So that'll wrap up uh, Ephesians chapter three for us. And now it is time that we get into some questions. So like I said before, you can find these questions on the Instagram, on the Facebook, and we'll be getting a blog fired up real soon uh, for people to go visit to get resources 
like these questions and other things, but let's get right into these. What is the mystery that is talked about in the beginning of the chapter? What does being a part of the body of Christ look like? What does being rooted and established in love mean? What does it look like? What is something that you are praying about boldly right now? Pray verses 14 through 21 over yourself, your family, and your friends. So like I said, you can find these questions on the Rethink blog coming soon and on Instagram. Instagram is going to be our primary mode of uh, communication through this. So you can check those out and talk about them with someone. Uh, that way we can stay connected and keep growing together and keep challenging each other. Our Instagram is? Rethink underscore Mac. Great. Now it's time for some closing thoughts. Uh, Megan, do you have anything you'd like to leave off with? Um, I just challenge, uh, I want to challenge everyone to uh, pray boldly. And as we read in this, in this chapter, that it's in him and through, through faith in him that we can approach God with freedom and confidence. And then know that God is, God is able. And so, you know, in this season, pray really be confident, spend time with the Lord. And really you can, you can have confidence to believe for what you're praying for because our God is able and he is powerful. Ashley, uh, final thoughts. I think just the, you know, idea that God's love is so undescribable, I guess, you know, like how much he loves us. Like just remembering that in this time of, you know, discouragement and not being able to be with people just remembering that we can still spend time with god and we should still be spending time with god so that when we come out of this we're stronger and we'll be stronger together when we can be together again right all right uh jericho final thought yeah i think this is just important to remember that we are all part of the family of god but it's about a personal relationship and like my sunday school teacher used to say your relationship with god is your relationship with god it's not anyone else's um but your own and it's important that you submit yourself and that you are rooted in god's love uh, and in his word my final thought is that home is your first church and so even though we can't meet together uh your relationship with god is still the number one priority in your life and, and let's keep it that way great well thanks for joining us for the rethink podcast we'll see you guys next week and then all of you say bye bye, bye. <laughs>